folks, this just in. The ongoing comic book discussion podcast confirms comic books are cool. Hi everyone, this is Tess. Corey left his tablet in the living room, so I'm gonna intro this one here. Here she goes. Comic books. Once upon a time, there was a man. He landed on Earth. He was from outer space, and his name was Superman. And he was a cool guy. And then he met a hot girl named Wonder Woman. And then they lived happily ever after. Oh, Corey, you're back. So good. I was just telling the story about Superman. It was a really quick story, but... Here we are. <laughs> oh, man. Did you find your tablet? I found my tablet. I, I left it in the living room because I was finishing it up this morning. Did you finish up the Ultimates uh, last night or did you read this morning too? I read it this morning. I finished the last six this morning. I can officially do six in one hour. Hey. So yeah. Wow. That's yeah. A, I'm impressed by that. I've I've Thank you. literally seen, <laughs> seen how far you've come as a comic book reader in such a short amount of time. Those are, those are not amateur numbers those are those are ah. pro numbers right there <laughs> i'm into it man i'm in i'm uh, i'm addicted i love it every time we see comic books i'm always like oh, comic books they have comic books and you're like you, i see comic books all the time in my house but then like when you're out and about you're like oh, what could this be like today i saw a scooby-doo comic book that i need to send you a picture of that we should do around halloween time or anytime but uh, I think some of those funky comic books would be really fun to review. Yeah, yeah. me me too. I love Scooby-Doo. I grew up watching the heck out of Scooby-Doo. I'm actually uh, looking forward to that new, uh, that new movie. The animation looks really good. It does. I'm glad they're bringing it back. Scooby-Doo's cute. Like, people, you know, they're always like, don't reboot stuff, blah, blah, blah. But, like, Scooby-Doo's been cute forever, you know? Like, I... always since my mom and then Freddie Prince, like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember, it, I mean, it was before your time, so I don't know if you caught it in syndication, but there was a cartoon back in the 80s called A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, and it was basically about Scooby-Doo and the gang when they were all kids. I think so. Did it have, yes. Well, I didn't watch it, but I remember, I think, probably hearing it on, like, Cartoon Network, like, yeah. A Pup Named Scooby-Doo coming tonight, or whatever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> De- definitely track that down, because Scooby looked cute as heck in that, and, uh, I mean, oh. and as far as, like, reboots go, Scooby-Doo's one of those shows that it can always be rebooted, because, I mean, the, the Scooby-Doo that I watched was, all like, in the 80s, was already in syndication, like, b- mm. before A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, it was, like, the stuff from the 70s, and, you know, had all these like actors like Tim Conway and stuff from, you know, yeah. like the, those older actors and whatnot. And the guy from Get Smart. Um, and then, you know, they have to reboot it for, for you know, modern times. My always my problem with Scooby-Doo is when they reboot it and they actually have Scooby and the gang go up against real monsters because. Yeah. Like I Frankenstein. Feel, yeah. Yeah. Like something <laughs> yeah. actually real. Whereas like the whole f- point is, is that it's never actually a real monster. It's always somebody yeah. in a mask. You know? That's true. True. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Or I just yeah. have a narrow mind of what Scooby Doo should be. <laughs> Scooby Doo should only reveal old men. <laughs> old white men, usually. Old white men. You <laughs> usually, damn kids. Usually trying to steal something from uh, somebody else. So there you I, go. I love how the concept is like there's just a bunch of people dressed up in weird costumes. Like it's a normal thing. Like if I were going to steal something, I would never be like, I know, you guys, I've got this dope ghost costume in my closet. I'm going to pretend that it's a haunted where I'm going to haunt that warehouse and I'm going to get one. Like, <laughs> nobody does that, but in that world they do. Yeah, in, in that world it makes perfect sense. I can still remember when I was a kid how I felt I felt amazing one time because I figured out the plan. Like I figured mm-hmm. out what the, the whole thing was before <laughs> yeah. they revealed it on the end of that particular episode. Uh, yeah. It had something to do with like uh, a ghost was like firing cannons in the night like from this like old haunted fort, you know, from from colonial uh-huh. times and then the gang found um the a cannonball but it was hollowed out and then i was like oh wait i think he's like putting stuff in the cannonball and firing <gasps> it and like that's how like that's how he's smuggling or whatever and sure enough that was how it was and i figured it out like five minutes before they 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 did it you know they they said it and i was probably it, like, you know 10 or something i felt great 
And then you became New York's best detective, and then you got into podcasting. (laughs) So here we are. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) Uh, um, Welcome to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast, everyone. I'm Tess. (laughs) And I'm Corey. And we're not actually talking about Scooby-Doo this week. (laughs) No, but you know, it's on Tess's mind, so let's talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I... Let's let's uh, let's not worry about the Ultimates Volume One, and let's just talk about Scooby Doo yeah. for an hour. I can totally do that. I'm down. You know what's funny though, and I didn't do this on purpose, but you, uh, my Scooby Doo gang is one with Freddie Prince and Sarah Michelle Gellar, um, and Freddie Prince Jr. is actually in the Ultimates. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> that's you're right. He is, and that's that's funny. Good good segue. Good oh, segue. Solid they call segue. me Segway Sally. No, they don't. <laughs> would that be your roller derby uh, name? I mean, I know what your roller derby Maybe. name is now, and yeah. I know that it's been retired too. It has been retired. Corey knows this because I was recently on the This Is Rad podcast with the awesome Kyle Clark and Matthew Burnside. They are awesome comedians, and they uh, I met Kyle at a party, and he's like, "You want to be on my podcast?" I was like, "Yeah, can let's can I talk about my roller derby career?" And he's like, "Of course." And so I was on it uh, this last week, and it was really fun. And yep, I retired my derby name. Nobody can take it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I loved that episode, and as you know, as as close as we are we don't you and i don't really talk about your roller derby days that much but um so it's fun to to hear that but i know we're going to try and correct that when we (laughs) um talk about the the harley quinn Quinn. yeah is is that what's what's the name of the comic that she's a roller derby harley quinn hot in the city Got it. Okay. So mm-hmm. we are definitely going to do that, and yes. we are definitely going to dive into your your history as a roller derby. <laughs> okay, deal. It was, it, yeah, It's a, I got some good stories. I'll, I'll share stories I didn't share on This Is Rad, so you have to listen to both of these episodes. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> per, perfect plug. Couldn't ask for a better plug. It's almost <laughs> as if, Tess, you're a professional. What? Me? No. <laughs> um. Well, okay, so the ultimates. I have one question for you, and I just want you to just empty your brain. What the heck is the difference between the ultimates and the Avengers? Go. (laughs) Nothing. They the ultimates uh, okay. just have a, just have a better name um, because even though in just how we found out in the MCU the Marvel Cinematic Universe the mm-hmm. name the name Avengers for a team may sound cool for a comic book but if yeah. you don't have anyone to actually avenge it's kind of an actual it's actually <laughs> a very lame name when you like break it down right we're the get them get them backers we're yeah. the get them back yeah, exactly so and it's and when you think about it. And yes, we all now know who the Avengers are, and it's really cool, and we love the Avengers, and the name has been branded. But if you think, if you live in a world where there's no Avengers, like, so the Ultimates takes place in the Ultimate Universe, which is another mm-hmm. reason why it's called the Ultimates. But um, last episode, we kind of mentioned it briefly, but I'll say it here. Uh, Marvel Comics, um, they started seeing a, a resurgence in people reading their comic books uh, back in the early 2000s when the that first Brian Singer X-Men movie came out, right? And they get all these people starting reading their comics, and then the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie comes out. You got a bunch of kids jumping on to Spider-Man, a bunch of kids jumping on to X-Men, a bunch of non-kids, like, like it's going mainstream. At the time, they didn't know, but superhero movies were going mainstream then. And Marvel was like, they're people were giving them feedback of like, where do I start? Like, how do I start yeah. reading Spider-Man when it's fi- uh, issue number 587, right? right? Like, how do I, where do I start there? And Marvel's like, okay, Marvel, their thing was they don't reboot their continuity. Like how DC, how you're learning with Rebirth mm-hmm. and New 52, DC reboots their continuity every few years to give people a chance to jump on. For better or worse, that's what DC does. For better or worse, because it's all... When, whenever it's two people, it's just two people fighting at all points in time. It's just Marvel versus DC. Everyone right. else, Dark Horse, Image, everyone else is picking up the crumbs. It's always Marvel versus DC fighting each other. So Marvel kind of like took a stand of like, this is the hill we're going to die on, whereas like we're not going to reboot our continuity. Um, I believe they've then since done so, but I, I'm not 100% sure um, like within the last 10 years or so. But so... The powers that be said, hey, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to create an ultimate universe 
and it's going to be just a parallel universe to the Marvel universe. And that way we can now have fun and, uh, you know, restart these characters from the beginning. And they started mm. alt- and in all their and to, to basically separate the titles. They say um, they have an ultimate Spider-Man. They have ultimate Hulk, ultimate ultimate X-Men. They started all these comic books that were the same as ones they already had, but they put ultimate over the top of them. Um, and so finally the time came to do the Avengers and they just call it the Ultimates instead of calling it the Avengers because if you okay. really think about it, calling a team the Avengers sounds cool, but not doesn't really make sense. Right. The Ultimates. I guess it's like the top, like the ultimate team yes. kind of thing. Yes. So what I'm realizing is that Marvel is very much like their wars are based on military aspects. It's very militaristic in the ways that they approach things. Whereas DC, it can have military aspects, but it's more or less like mythological or just like crazy people or, you know, kind of outer worldly more like. And I just noticed that for the first time in the Ultimates because I have never read, I've read a Marvel comic book. I read um, the new Captain Marvel series, um, Miss Marvel. Uh, let's see what else. I can't think of anything right now, but I think those are actually the only two. But I've read like 200 comic books in the past year, and they've mostly been DC or, or other independent sources. And reading the Ultimates, like I liked it. It was a little hard for me to get into, but it's because I'm so unfamiliar with that military background. And I don't like, I don't know. It's not that I don't jive with it. I'm just like, it's sometimes it's it's just too much. I'm like, can we play a little bit? <laughs> this is so serious. Yeah, and, and this is very much a comic book that does not play around. Um, yeah. and, and I... I picked it because, um, yeah, like you said, we have not done a lot of Marvel stuff. And maybe it's because I read a lot of Marvel growing up as a kid. And it's kind of exciting for me to sort of, as an adult, delve into the DC world. Because I'm like, it's still a smidge new to me here and there, you know? I'm still carrying the baggage of like, ugh. I don't like Superman comics, but yet I have so many Superman comics that we're going to read that I'm <laughs> right, like, right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, huh, maybe I need to reevaluate that. So, and then again, that's another thing that I love about doing this podcast with you. I'm evolving too. I'm changing as well with, with as we're going along too. I don't mm-hmm. want to, I don't want to remain stagnant in, in my, what I like and, and whatnot. But so Marvel, uh, the Ultimates, I thought it would be a good one-two punch because it's also sort of like a backdoor pilot into how they created the MCU. Um, The MCU, at least with phase one and phase two, uh, was very much, especially the Avengers aspect of it in Captain America and whatnot, was very much sort of built off of the Ultimates, off of this. I mean, right away, you can see Nick Fury looks like Samuel Jackson. It not even looks like it is. That's right. him. That's him. So so that was done before Samuel Jackson became Nick Fury. Um, mm-hmm. That was basically Nick Fury. If you go look him up in the normal, the regular Marvel universe, he's a white guy with gray hair. Is uh, he really? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. With, with okay. an eye patch. With an eye patch. So, <laughs> okay. so a part of all this, now it's like, now it's super normal for Nick Fury to be Samuel Jackson. But the ultimates here this was a big deal it was like oh my like this is really cool like they're making they i mean like we've talked about before comics was was such a, a you know a white guy thing for so long that it's nice that they're actually putting in different ethnicities and different you know uh, uh, backgrounds and stuff like mm-hmm. that um but I wanted you. It's it's also it's also like obviously the beginning of the Ultimates in the Ultimate Universe, so it's an origin, you know, there. But you know, I also thought it'd be fun to kind of look at the similarities between the MCU and like where they where they got stuff from. I mean, even um, in the first yeah. Avengers movie, the villains were the Chitari, and in this, the villains were the Chitari. And I got to tell you, I'm being I'm being very long winded, but I got to tell you, you no, go ahead. <laughs> this is. <laughs> I read this book a bunch, a lot. I've read this book a lot, but then Mm -hmm. I have not read it since, like, the MCU sort of started. So, um, um, Interesting. So so it's interesting. I mean, I've read it here and there, but, like, I haven't read it in probably, like, eight years or something, right? And so, Mm -hmm. like, I was very shocked at how much they lifted from the MCU in there because, like, the Chitauri aren't even a big deal in – I. 
Someone will know the answer to this. I think they were actually made <laughs> up for the Ultimates. Um, they weren't the really. I've never heard the Chitari mentioned before in the regular um, Marvel universe. Um, I mean, I've heard the Scrolls. I've heard Scrolls. You know, yeah, yeah. Scrolls, That's, I yeah. thought it was the Scrolls at first, but no, it's okay. It's different. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and and me too. Like when I if I if you asked me just from memory who are uh, the Ultimates fighting in the Ultimates comic book, I would probably say, oh, they're shapeshifters. They're probably the Scrolls, but they're mm-hmm. not. They're called the Chitari, and I think that they might have been made up. For for this but anyways that was who they deemed to be the villain in the first avengers movie you know so i was shocked but then there's some vastly different things like hulk the hulk is very different in this he's gray yeah oh, yes yeah that's, first and foremost <laughs> and he's kind of evil he's like he has really just greedy intentions the reason why bruce banner becomes a hulk is because he basically is jealous that his wife is talking to freddie prince jr <laughs> that's right? what we really start to see like he's not all the way good and they use his powers to help them in the end to i mean spoiler alert so like win the thing because but it's like it kind of turned me off i was like oh they're using it not for all the way i don't know i I don't know if you can help me like iron out my thoughts but it's like it's he's not he's not no one in here is super heroic like like for example um Black Widow and Hawkeye are a part. Like, so the Ultimates themselves are broken down into two teams. The main team, which is like Captain America and Iron Man and, and whatnot. Thor. Thor, like the front-facing team. But then they, they have like a Black Ops team, like mm-hmm. Natasha uh, Romanoff, which is Black Widow, and Hawkeye, uh, Clint Barton. They are the Black Ops team. They are the team that kind of is in the shadows and everything. And that's even something they delved in the first uh, season of, of Phase 1 of MCU, like um, Black Widow. And, and and Hawkeye have this like history together that's very sort of militaristic and black ops sort of but um um but yeah none of it is very heroic because well first off the writer Mark Millar uh he's one of my favorite writers of all time and he also writes the book The Authority which is uh, one of the ones that's huge for me and he just subscribes to these ideas that like I mean, as much as we all love Captain America, and they obviously make them more heroic in the movies, but Captain America is still a soldier. Like he's a soldier. Mm-hmm. He's going to kill people. Like he's going to he's going to shoot people. He's going to use a gun. And that's one thing I liked what they brought to the table here is they made Captain America more a soldier and less a superhero. And yeah. the Captain America yeah. from the re- regular Marvel universe is much more of a superhero. And then the MCU is kind of this merger of. Uh, the Ultimates version and the MCU version, but it's not, it's never quite a nice comic book. It's supposed to be like this uber realistic, like what would, how would we deal with, and I like this term, I love this term, humans of mass destruction versus like weapons of mass destruction. They call them humans of mass destruction. And I love the fact that like Iron Man, he's like, he's like, He's like, I, I, I can't at the very end when he does that giant thing where he, he makes that spaceship not fall on the city, but he, yeah. you know, he's like, I can't do this. I can't, this is too big. This is like, he totally freaks out. Becomes like, a human. Yeah. And I love what they do there. Like stuff mm-hmm. like that where, and he throws up yeah. in his own, my, my favorite shot in the entire comic is, <laughs> is the very end where, where Captain, they, they do this two pay, two issue fight against against the Chitaris and you got to understand like growing up as a kid I was reading these world battling fights and at the end of it right like a one issue like they would they would fight a world battling fight and then Captain America like hey everything's a-okay and their costumes look fine right but here Captain America goes behind a tank and throws up afterwards because yeah. it's like after your mind has to process like what you just did and like I was like oh my god you know like this is like seeing them at their most like realistic and then of course the fact that like he fights Hank Pym and he tells him to grow in order to have a fair fight and everything that was just unbelievable to me yeah uh, that was the equivalent of Ant-Man right right so okay so I didn't realize that there's going to be so much backstory, but um, the Ant Man. <laughs> so that Ant Man right there, you've seen the Ant Man movies, right? The, the, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's not Paul Rudd. That's um, uh, uh what's his name? The older dad, right? Um, oh, Hank God. Pym. Hank Pym is is uh, why am I forgetting his name? Um, wait, I, was, I have so many questions. Um, yeah, I understand. Okay, yeah, his dad. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I'm her dad. Um. God, I don't know. <laughs> oh, her dad, the wasp dad. Yeah. Uh, oh shoot. Hold on. Hold on. That's hold on, so messed up. No, 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 no. no you, I'm, I'm wrong here. All right. So in Ant Man the movie, 
Um, Michael Douglas, right? Michael Douglas. Michael yeah. Douglas plays uh, uh, Hank Pym. Um, <gasps> and then remember his wife that he goes into the Phantom Zone to find. Um, yeah. Uh, Michelle. Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer, yeah. That's the wasp that you're seeing in <gasps> here. Basically, oh, my God. Basically, they right. have that relationship? They, there's no. Like, it's like. Not in the okay. movie. Not in the movie. But. This is and so so Scott Lang is a different Ant Man, right? So a different okay. one. Okay. So in this, with him beating his wife and everything, that is actually something that came directly from the regular Marvel universe. That was a storyline that was uh, that took place back in the eighties, where he actually Whoa. they they tried they basically they wanted to delve into domestic just uh, you know d- abuse d- and stuff abuse, and, yeah. and bring light to it, and they made that character uh be abusive you know to to his to to wasp to his wife Mm -hmm. or girlfriend at the time and then a part of like his character is that he takes on new superhero personas because you know he's kind of like ashamed and you know like he does different things but they kind of really drew into that here but it's again it's the conceit that like just because these people are doing good doesn't mean that they're necessarily good people and i think that's what uh mark Millar wanted to do with the ultimates was show that even though these people are quote unquote heroes that they're not perfectly good people all around all the time which is an interesting take because like in i guess in dc they do kind of try to save face for their um superheroes and this one they're a little more yeah and like i'm i I hate that people are like you gotta choose is it dc or marvel but like honestly it's just that they both bring different things to the table whereas marvel's more of like a humanistic view where they're like they're superhumans but there's but they still pull the human out of there rather than like the super like they make sure that the audience knows like they are human they have they beat their wives up, which is terrible, obviously. Um, and they throw up when they've just killed 100 people uh, or they have to fight bad guys or they run out of breath, they run out of energy. Like, it's like they may be super, but even superhumans have limits, you know? And I think that's really important because a lot of kids are watching and reading and listening to these stories and they think that they're indestructible or capable of everything but they have to know that like as a human you do need to sometimes take a pause and make sure that you're recharging your batteries per se like that's I I really like that I just had that realization now when you said that they I do like that they pull out the human aspect of it and like this comic it does get kind of dark it a lot of it's really dark actually now that I'm thinking about it the like obviously the ending is like da da we did it you know but um wow yeah it is actually pretty dark because there's a point where Hulk kills like the, the main... hundreds of people oh yeah yeah so and and just so everyone knows, we're 22 minutes in I'll put it in the description but we <laughs> we read Ultimates Volume One which is 14 issues which is essentially the two first the first two trades and, it, mm-hmm. and you can you could tell in the story test how it's kind of you could tell that there was two arcs there the first yeah. half was kind of like uh, uh the hulk it was getting them, them together getting them yeah. together and then i like the idea that like they get them together and then they've spent all this money because what you're not really seeing is that there was some stuff before this in the ultimate you know like so mm. ultimate the ultimate universe didn't just start and then ultimate spider-man number one came out number one right away and ultimates number one like ultimates number one came out a couple of years after ultimate spider-man so like there was already like stuff building up in the ultimate universe for you mm-hmm. to kind of um for this to sort of sort of happen and um and you know i i think that like oh shoot i totally forgot, lost my train of thought on that one what, what did you... <laughs> you got off the train i got off the train <laughs> I, uh, shoot um you lost your ticket yeah oh shoot uh no i just uh, blah, 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 blah. But, uh you know i'm trying to help you get back on i know oh, oh, oh the, the, the first half like so i like the idea that you know the government spent all this money to put together this super team and then it's like crickets there's there's okay wait a yeah. minute we have no one to battle what's the justification for this right and so i like how their first villain that they had to fight was actually one of their own team members who was a moron and decided to take you know the the hulk serum but yeah he Mm -hmm. kills hundreds of people i mean lays waste and brian hitch's artwork is unbelievable like every panel is so detailed and we've said that before with frank quietly but this is a different level of of detail this is photorealism 
You know, I'm zooming in on panels, watching Captain America jump. That one shot where uh, uh, they're taking out a whole part of the city um, in the second half of the book, in, you know, volume two, or, or in the second part, essentially, after the Hulk, where, remember when, like, uh, Hawkeye was taking out this one whole building while Black Widow was taking out another mm-hmm. building, and she has to jump from the one building to the other and catch that guy's sniper rifle in the air. But the fact that yeah. when she jumps, she just does one of those, ah, like, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. There's so much, like, like just energy behind behind the way Brian Hitch draws and everything. And you it just looks so realistic. And, you know, uh, you have to also look at it from the standpoint of there is just this is like unheard of this level of of de- like it looks like a movie and if you go read like other avengers comics from the 90s and the 80s you're like how did we even get to the ultimates but that's why the ultimates is 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 so amazing is because it looks like a freaking movie and it plays like a movie the entire time i mean it, it plays much more like a gritty jack ryan movie than it does with superheroes than it does a you know um you know an avengers film but mm-hmm. that's also the reason you know you also got to understand my tastes like of the mcu my favorite movie is uh captain america winter soldier and that i think was was probably one of the darker more adult uh you know themed of the uh mcu films out there yeah it definitely is jack ryan i could see that for sure um yeah i don't know i i mean i liked it i just for me i was like it was, I don't know. I don't think I was into it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> hey, that's, there's no problem with that whatsoever. You can, that can definitely be the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just, uh, it was too dark for me. I like, I mean, I like Batman and that's very dark, but it's still like very whimsical and just a little more imaginative for me. Um, I've definitely known like people with military backgrounds and they love Captain America, you know, because they see themselves in that. I think that when you like a story, it's because, you see yourself in it or like you can relate like they're just I don't know I didn't really hitch on to anything there's, I was just kind of like there's right, nothing I'm... there for you to basically grab onto right no exactly. like no characters and, and whatnot really no even Black Widow was I usually I hitch on to like the awesome badass females but like even Black Widow was kind of like a background character and she was just like she was she was the story they went to when they had to fill in the gaps. Like they could, you know what I mean? Cause like, if you think about Marvel fight scenes, they really have to go from like main guys, something else, main guys, something else. And she was the one, her and Hawkeye's team, I feel was like filling in those gaps. Um, so she wasn't really a big character, uh, but yeah, I'm sorry. No, that's it. <laughs> that's no, no problem whatsoever. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, I mean, I'm, I, um, also, I didn't really like how they had a lot of name dropping. Like, at one point, they were just like, uh, Johnny Depp could play <laughs> Iron Man. And, oh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson can play Nick Fury. And Nick Fury's like, what? What are you talking about? And I was like, guys, stop. Like, they're almost trying to talk directly to the audience. And though some people are, like, okay with that. And, yes, you can have fun. Like, cool. But it took me out of it. And it was literally, like, like it felt like forever uh them just like oh this person can play this person and this person can play this person and i'm like what about the bad guys guys what about the plan like why are we talking about freddie prince jr why are we talking about all these people nobody cares what do you mean there's gonna okay wait so you're in the marvel universe and you're telling me you're gonna make a movie off of the superheroes that exist and you can't wait to see who casts and gets to play you but like just it that that was like a inception moment <laughs> like, <laughs> it probably was honestly yeah like like knowing that this came out before that uh i i yeah. i think so i think that was you know mark millar <laughs> throwing out who he wanted to see in the movie i'm sure there was yeah. rumors that things were getting you know picked up behind the scenes and Maybe, in hollywood yeah. and whatnot and uh and i will say this I, I do agree with you there especially now reading it in 2020 there's mm. just, all these celebrities are not <laughs> like, celebrities anymore so true, it kind of yeah. it kind of does date it a little bit you know yeah, uh, yeah. unfortunately um <laughs> but i know that they was they were trying to go for like a like really try to hammer home that that this is taking place like in our world like it's not yeah. in a like comic book world but it's actually like sort of our world and trying to make the the threat seeming seem something that that we would actually be scared of or, or whatever um but yeah, may, yeah i mean you know and and i do see where you're coming from i 
reading it I, this time, I, I was, you know, I very much enjoyed it and everything, but I did notice, uh, you know, the the lack of fun that the that the comic book has. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it goes serious pretty much like like all the time. Like right away. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's it only has like one speed, and that's trying to be as serious and as realistic as possible. And uh, I do I do see that. I see that that is kind of like I I do think that you need to have some humor here and there. It's it, you know something for people to have a little yeah. bit of a breather. You know, with it's what comics are like. It's it's you need just a little bit of like just that whimsical aspect of it. It didn't leave much up to the imagination. It just kind of was straightforward. Thor was a jerk. Um, it was like everybody was kind of a jerk. Like Tony Stark, he's dying. <laughs> like uh, who else? Um, and it was just. And then there's domestic abuse, and it was good, but it was like. I mean, obviously not domestic abuse is not good, but um, like it was, it was like, okay, it's a story. It's a story, but it's, I'm, I'm, there's no, the heart wasn't there for me. Right. And, and see, I like the, like the realistic aspect of it, you know, as someone who's, who's read a lot of the, the comics that, you know, more bright and colorful versions for me, it was like, okay, this makes a little bit more sense because, you know, I mean, I've known enough roided out people to know that they're sometimes a little bit unstable and it's like, you just can't, you can't be like athletes are going to be egotistical, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just, it's just, these are all a bunch of alphas in a room. Like they're going to, I felt like they behaved like alphas yeah. <laughs> in this. And whereas, you know, like the, in DC and stuff, yes, it's nice that like people sit around at their, their circular table at the justice league and, you know, have nice conversations about what they think they should do. But in reality, these, these people, the guys and gals, they're all alphas. And when you get, yeah. when you get a bunch of alphas in a room, they're all going to try to be alpha, right? And and maybe maybe it's because in the DC universe you have Superman who no one can even touch him. He's like mm-hmm. king alpha. So you kind of have him there always sort of keeping people in check and just his pure existence keeps yeah. other alphas in check, but in here Tony Stark is a different kind of alpha than Captain America, who's a different kind of alpha that Tom, that not Tom Cruise, uh, that um, that um, <laughs> uh, Thor is, or or you know Nick Fury. They're all different kinds of alphas, yeah, and I, I did that. think that they did a good job, sort of behaving that way. And then you know Hank Pym is is unstable, and he's got he's clearly has um, issues. He clearly has anger issues, and you know for me, yes, I do find I I agree with you that it is darker, but as someone who read comics for a long time it was refreshing to see uh these superheroes having human qualities even though you know most of the human qualities are the bad ones like they give them Mm -hmm. the bad qualities to latch on to but on the other hand i thought it did a good job of dealing with captain america's man out of time uh feelings and how he's just constantly like i like little things he's like how he's like he keeps reiterating the fact that, like, you don't understand. Like, 1944 was literally two weeks ago for me. Like, yeah, like, yeah here the the air smells different, the water tastes different. Like, mm-hmm. I, he can't. Like, can you imagine what that's like? Like, can, but they, I feel like they could have really drawn that one out. Like, he needed more of a freak out moment. The only time he freaked out was when he woke up. And after that, it was like, oh, yeah, this is a different year. Oh, I got new clothes now. Oh, uh, yeah, my uh, my old love, she's married to my best friend, Bucky. Uh, you know, it was just kind of so laissez-faire, which I don't know if that's the right phrase, but it was just very, like, chill. Whereas I really think they could have dug into it, and that could have messed him up, like, during the fight. Like, I know you got to have, like, I mean, if they're going to bring the human, like, abilities out, the human brain out during the the warns when they're fighting and stuff at the end, like, they should have brought that out where it was like, how could they have taken that mental aspect and put that into the world where he's either, like, working through anger or he's breaking down because he's having more realizations, you know, because he's reaching a level, another level of, like, like, um, adrenaline you know and it's like a different a different chemicals going to his brain i don't know but it's it's just like i like they could have pulled so much out of other things which might have taken away from the story and extended the comic book okay it's not a bad thing but i yeah i just needed just more gooiness just goo it up a little it was it was very much like like i said it's like a military book like 
Yeah. Straightforward. Here yeah. it is. <laughs> with, with not like, yeah, yeah. And, and the character development that's there is very sort of like in your face, like, you know, Hank Pym, like, you know, beating mm-hmm. his wife up. It's like, that's the kind of character development they go with. They don't go with like smaller moments. Uh, you know, I, I they did as much as I think they could early on with Captain yeah. America. I think the stuff that, that you want, um, I, I have to say, I would want it too. Like everything right. that you're saying is is stuff that I want as well. And, and, and I liked, I like that aspect in in the Captain America movie um, that they didn't delve into it as much either, which is, yeah, yeah I, I too want to like get inside his head and be like, just, just all the little things. Like, I just want to know what someone's 1944 perception of all this technology and just social norms, not even just technology, yeah. but like social norms. I mean, he's, he mentions things here and there and how like at the end where um, she, you know, a wasp goes up and, you know, kind of is, is more aggressive about dancing with him. And he's like, oh, I actually, that's the one thing I do like about the 21st century is that the dames <laughs> get to do some of the work now, you know, and, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, and but I'm with you. I would like to have seen more of that. I mean, I like the little moments that we do get where, you know, at the early on he meets Bucky for the first time. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Bucky greets them, brings them in his house. He's like trying to make water. But Captain America is like standing there. He's like, Bucky, it's me. And, you know, Bucky yeah. turns around. He already has tears in his eyes, you know, and he does that embrace. That's sweet. And, and, yeah. I, and I liked how, uh, you know, his girlfriend Captain America's you know what's her name uh, she stayed upstairs like yeah. she, she's like you she don't want to come down yeah, yeah. I, I, that's the kind of stuff that I really liked and I 100% agree with you um, I would like to have seen more uh, I, I I would like to have seen them do delve more into Captain America that way I think he is the most interesting character in this book um, and it's because of stuff like that and I have to say that up until the Ultimates and all the things that I just told you about with Captain America and then the MCU, I never really cared much for Captain America until um, the, these two things happened. One, you know, the ultimate, this Ultimates book, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I, I dig that. But then the MCU, the movie version of Captain America, showed me the thing that I didn't understand about the character. Um, it showed me that even without the super soldier serum in the movie, uh, you know, Steve Rogers was, was always Captain in America like he mm-hmm. would, even when he was skinny and small he never backed down he always stood his ground and I like that I liked how how of all the people he actually earned his powers were as a complete opposite of Superman who didn't technically earn his powers here but um you know through the upbringing of his parents and everything he, he turned out to be a good person whereas Captain America even if he never got his super soldier serum and he just went through basic training and he, he would have still been on the front line of any battle and he would have been killed in the first battle right but right. he was Captain America always and that's, yeah, that's true that's what I liked and that's what I never knew about the character um back when you know when I would read the occasional Marvel comic that was something I just never really understood but at least the ultimates and then the mcu kind of helped me understand that about captain america and thus making me like captain america a whole lot more yeah you know a comic i really want to read in the mcu is uh guardians of the galaxy I'm really interested in reading that one. Yeah, I mean, it, well, if you're looking for something that's anything like the movie, it doesn't really exist. Um, oh, really? <laughs> that's yeah, I've always, yeah, there's no, like, I mean, yeah. Uh, someone else will know a lot more about Guardians than I do, but, like, there's no real, like, equivalent, like, visually, aesthetically uh, mm-hmm. to, to that team that you see in the movie. It's very much, that's very much a part of the the MCU and James Gunn uh, by, by himself. But that being said, oh. I am... That is not at all to dissuade you from reading a Guardian of the Galaxy comic. I would, <laughs> no, I would absolutely love to. I would absolutely love yeah. to to dive into that because I really don't know much about it. But it's because every time that I've gotten the urge to, I'm like, oh, this looks nothing like what I'm familiar with. Ah, uh, I see. Unfortunately. I see. I feel like, you know what, though? Like, movies that are better than the comic, it's totally okay um, because it should be. Because it's like you, when you're – when it's the re- – um what am i trying to say like you you have like a baseline of what it should be and it's up to your creativity to like really turn it up um 
Which is interesting. But I feel like, I mean, if Guardians of the Galaxy is like a very baseline comic book, which I don't know if it is, but hopefully one day we can dive into it and see. I should say we will dive into it and see one day. I would day. love to. I would love to. Yeah. Actually, you know, let's put a call out to uh, to our listeners because I personally don't even know where to start on that one. Me like, neither. Yeah. Yeah. So huh. so leave us a comment. Shoot us an email. Shoot us a, a, a DM on, on Instagram. Please somebody suggest a Guardians of the Galaxy that we should read to, to two people who really only know anything about the Guardians of the Galaxy from the movie. Uh, that, Chris Pratt. Me yeah. too. That includes me. Like, I don't know anything else really about them. So please give us a direction on where to start. We'll we'll put the we'll put that out on the Instagram too, just trying to get some directions on, on where to go with Guardians of the Galaxy. So maybe uh, yeah. I lost John. Maybe John uh, uh, read it. Uh, uh, My John? Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> John yeah, John's, John from uh, Blast from Our Past podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe your, your husband too, anyone. He Please, might actually. somebody tell he- us. I don't know where to begin on Guardians, truthfully. Yes. It's funny because like on this podcast, like you are the comic book guru, definitely between the two of us for certain. (laughs) But but it's cool when you have the opportunity to learn something as well. So that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I want to. I want to learn so much more because I, I think well, you guys probably can tell by now that like I read comics a lot when I was younger, and then now that I'm older, I'm. It's more of a monetary thing. I always go sort of ups and downs like when I'm reading new comics or not. And uh, you know, for the past couple of years, I've been kind of kind of like concentrating on older older stuff. But the nice thing is when you have a huge catalogs of, of comic books on your Comicsology uh, app or or you know on your your library here physical copies that I, I just have a lot of comics i can go back and reread but i'm not reading like a lot of new stuff and with this podcast and everything i'm learning that um with us doing it over over time that i i do i really will do want to read some new stuff like i i do like want to and I, I enjoy when we do like even though i didn't love you know that um that Lady Mechanica, you know, go back and listen to that, even though I... I Take I think, a shot. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's still the thrill of reading a new comic is still fun to me, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything's new to me. <laughs> I have not. I have yet to... Well, no. I read. I reread Batwoman again because I read her before we started this comic series, uh, before we started this podcast, and then I reread her again with you. But yeah, I don't really, there's just so much. There's not enough time to like reread for me. I might read Claws once a year. <laughs> that one was really good. That's a good Christmas classic. Maybe Sabrina too. But yeah, like I, there's just, I agree. Like there's just so much. It's like, why not just expand your comic book knowledge? Yeah. Expand your universes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I would love to, I, I love reading new stuff all the time. But yeah, like you said, it's, it's, there's so much content out there. And mm-hmm. like, as far as like being a guru, I'll say that like, I mean, there's a gazillion people out there that know a gazillion times more than I do <laughs> about any one of these uh, properties. And I always <laughs> implore anyone to, uh, to leave a comment. And, 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 you know, just set me straight, set test straight. Yeah, like, let us know where we're wrong about something, <laughs> where we're going in the right direction about something, uh, recommendations and stuff. And, yeah, you please. know, and honestly, like, I'm kind of happy that you didn't like this because. Really? Well, <laughs> in, in a way, because it allow, it just gives me another sort of uh, point to kind of uh, to better hone uh, mm-hmm. what I think you might enjoy. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, given two comic books i would rather pick one that i think you're going to enjoy i don't want to like subject you to one that i don't think you're going to like right like if i just had in my gut i'd rather give you something i think you're going to enjoy and in order to do that i also have to know what you don't like as much as what you do like as well yeah i like gooey heart characters that are gooey with heart i like um mystical mythological whimsical like i don't know i just want my like my like imagination senses to like tingle and be like ooh, i didn't even think of it like that you know it's i that's like the beauty of comic books though because like they really do i mean i say this every freaking podcast but i think it's because i'm always just so amused by comic books like i'm like this has been here for how long why have i not known about this but like they just like they dig and they turn things inside out and upside down it's like everybody's on drugs. Like, it's just, how did that come out of your brain? Like, where did you think about that? How, what? Like, how long have you been holding on to that story and what else you got? Like, it's good. And and knowing what we know about Grant Morrison, his, yeah. his ideas do come from drugs. <laughs> oh, man. Crazy. I love it, though. I honestly, like, I just love the artist 
brain. It's, it's, I mean, you know what, honestly, everybody is a freaking artist um, in their own way. Like John, my husband, he does coding and IT, but he can think of new ways to like, I don't know, distribute a laptop, you know, enter IT lingo here um, in like a very creative way. And so, but anyway, I, what is my point? I have no point. I love artists. I love everybody. I think everybody should really tap into their creativity because this world would be a hella good place if they did and not be uh, driven by fear and frustration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree with that. As <laughs> as a creative type, I yeah. totally agree with that. And I also totally agree with, uh, yeah, uh, frustration and fear every single day because yeah. uh, I, I got to admit, I mean, this fi- at least financially, this world is not made for, uh, for creative types and artists. So, you know, it's i've been thinking it's it's so interesting it's like you know people understand if you're like you know what i have a calling i I need to join the the monastery like i need to Mm -hmm. you know join like you know become a priest or something or like i have a calling i need to join the military um and that's just like how i'm built or i need to be a police officer it's just how i'm built but if you're if you're like i'm an artist i need to create and but i'm not making any money everyone's like well Okay, but that's just that's cute. Yeah, but why do just, we you need, need a, a painting? Yeah, <laughs> it, like that's cute. Let's just why don't you just go and get a job? I'm like, but that's not how I'm built. And then I, I feel like I just feel like that as as an artist in this world, that especially late stage capitalism. Not trying to get political, but I just feel like it's not <laughs> built for for us us it, hardcore types, yes, you know yes and no not at first like nobody sets you up to be a creative person they kind of suppress that especially when you're in school um especially the way we do public schools now yeah. i think but if you really i fully believe that if you really persist and you dig into your creativity you can creatively make money just come to you you know like in the sense of distributing your art consistently and and with heart, like it's it, that will that will come back to you. Well, with with Patreon, I mean, every, all everything I just said is kind of negated because with Patreon, it's almost like it's also the best time ever to be an artist mm-hmm. and, and to get paid. You know, by doing it, um, thanks to outlets like Patreon and Kickstarter and Indiegogo and and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I I mean, and persistence is always key. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's something you just can't can't you know force uh, you know yeah. you can't force uh, make any changes the fact that like you know you just got to be around you just got to stick around uh, yeah. i don't even how do we get on this topic uh, this has been our ted talk uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> we, i don't know we both we love started, creativity <laughs> yeah i just started talking to you like a human Corey, and then all of a sudden i was like oh wait we're recording uh comics yeah. um <laughs> well, to, to bring it back to something a little bit more light and fluffy I, I guess i know the answer but um what did you like better secret origin superman or superman secret origin or this or all I mean, you know, it's definitely Superman (laughs) secret origins. Um, But I am honestly, I'm so looking forward to next week's. We're going to do Harley Quinn hot in the city, not just because it's roller derby, but that was like, and this will be the second time that I'm reading this one. Um, It was just, it was good. It was fun. It was like, it was like she was on wheels the whole time. I just love Harley and her energy. I can't wait. That I answered your question, then I added to it. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, to me, it's apples and oranges. I mean, I, sure, I read sure. them. I kind of read them both uh, all the time. And apples and oranges in the fact that, like, I both love a lighthearted uh, superhero story uh, with all kinds of, like, beacons of hope in it and, you know, giving me hope for a future. And at the same time, I like a good uh, Jack Ryan movie, you know? Like, I, I mm-hmm, like a mm-hmm. good uh, military thriller, uh, like Clear and Present Danger or something like that. And, Fast and uh, the Furious? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also do like Fast and the Furious. Don't get me I wrong. Do. <laughs> I, I love me some Fast and the Furious. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, it's it's apples and oranges. I, I feel like there's, there's still a need for this comic to exist you know and uh i i think i got a little bit more out of it this time because i was a little bit i was a bit fascinated to see all the similarities between the mcu uh phase one and two and like kind of like oh i see where you guys got that from oh okay okay you guys mm-hmm. got that from this as well you know like the whole hydra thing like they did these things like where shield got taken over in this by the chitari but in in the mcu they made shield get taken over by hydra which it's mm-hmm. very much like a mer- merging of uh the mcu is very much like a merging of classic marvel universe and the ultimate marvel universe and 
during the course of our discussion, I remember reading uh, Marvel just recently, a few, I think as recently as a couple years, uh, they finally did um, like sort of get rid of the Ultimate Universe. It, it is now defunct. All of it is mm-hmm. now defunct. And they did do a giant thing where they rolled in, they basically brought the two universes together and collided them. So even now, if you read a Marvel comic, Nick Fury looks like Samuel Jackson. Like he's black now. And it's because it's like, and honestly, I love it. I think it's great to have Nick Fury look like, not like an old white guy with white hair, you know, smoking Mm -hmm. a cigar. Like it's, it's nice to actually have somebody that's not just white everywhere in this. So it's, it's, I like what they're doing there, but they did do that. And now the ultimate universe is pretty much over with. Oh yeah. That's, that's, I'm not upset. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry and actually did you see spider-man into the spider-verse yeah okay so so you know how spider-man spoiler alert dies that one version of spider-man dies in that universe in the spider-verse at the very beginning and yeah. then um you know miles morales comes in yes, and all that yes, kind of yes, stuff yes, yes. so miles so that all is the ultimate unit. They don't say it, but that's all ultimate Spider-Man what? right there. The way the way Green Goblin looks in that movie is the ultimate version of, of Green Goblin. The way Kingpin looks, every single character in there is it's the ultimate universe version mm. because Miles Miles Morales came from the Ultimate Spider-Man comic series. Uh, issue 100 of Ultimate Spider-Man, Spider-Man dies, and he stays dead for the entirety of the rest of that series. Um, because, again, so so the Ultimate Universe was created so that people could jump on board, but it kept moving forward. So all of a sudden, Spider-Man's now, Ultimate Spider-Man is now at issue 100, and now kids again are like, well, where do I start? And they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Well, now, again, we have the same problem like we've gone so yeah. far that we now have the same problem that the ultimate universe now has no good jumping on point unless you go back <laughs> right so like they did a big thing they killed off peter parker in there and they brought in miles morales as the new spider-man and that was a huge deal but they could ch- they could take chances like that because it's not the actual spider-man it's all the ultimate right. versions just like they could take all kinds of chances in this with making captain america a bit more of a you know a bit more of a tough guy you know and stuff like that because it's Mm. not going to tarnish the actual captain america because you know it's it's a different parallel universe version but the cool thing is next time you watch um uh uh, spider-verse just know that that you're actually watching an ultimate spider-man uh movie that they just don't refer to him as ultimate spider-man Nice. <laughs> that was my brain exploding. I don't know if you heard it uh, just now. But that was my brain exploding. Well, how about that? How I'm... about that? <laughs> I mean, I'm just happy like, we talked for an hour about a comic you didn't really enjoy. <laughs> I know we were we were at 35 minutes, and I was like, "Well, I'm pretty much done talking." <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah. They they dropped the Hulk on some guy and then he ate him and now they got to fish yeah. out his, his his radioactive poop or something. You're like, yes, what did, they did. What did Corey Literally, make me read? You're not exaggerating. Corey's not exaggerating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, and for the that record, funny. I'm with you. I don't. I didn't particularly care about this horny version of the Hulk. And yeah. I, I, I get it. It's supposed to like be like all of his like base like desires kind of coming coming forth, you know. But mm-hmm. I still always I like the Hulk more. Like he's like a, a gentle giant type of thing. I don't like mm-hmm. the Hulk when he's like running wild, just just destroying everything. You know, I, I like it when he has a little bit more. Uh, heart to him than than this and I, i'm with you it's not my favorite version of the hulk and i didn't like i personally i didn't really care much for uh tony stark either uh, except for that thing at the end you know where he was kind of like i can't do this i like that i like yeah, seeing I like, like that oh. humanness of it uh, he's like he's like i'm i'm not as smart as everyone thinks i am he like he has a total meltdown second gets guesses yeah. himself when he's he knows he's good at what he does yeah, yeah. it's crazy i like i that. i know I was going to say about the Hulk. I know. I love the Hulk too, but like they really do. I feel like they're like, instead of the Avengers, they're like the advantagers. They just like (laughs) take advantage of his abilities. And it just, sometimes he just doesn't seem like he's, they're doing that one for good. They're just using his powers to give them a leverage up, but it's actually like effing a guy up in the brains. Like it's just, 
it's like no but this is actually really messing up his psychic his psyche like yeah don't do that <laughs> yeah i mean he's 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 messed up in the head and then you know Be- betty getting hots for him you know now that he's mm-hmm. got you know like but at the same time i'm like all of this like sort of makes sense it's it's so adult like it's such a yeah all these things are just so adult and i'm and i'm like okay it's cool it's nice but yeah i'm with you sometimes i also want to just have a nice younger more like 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 wholesome more wholesome sort of yeah. comic book to read but i also like to to read comics like this where the hulk gets pushed out of a of a helicopter or bruce banner gets pushed out of a helicopter in hopes that he turns into the hulk before he hits the ground he hits the ground that was that was kind of that was actually kind of cool but no i'm glad we have these um these comics that either one of us don't like because then there's more conversation discussion which is the name of our podcast yeah there's a whole other comic coming next week that uh no no time to look back so you know yeah. no i I'm, i guess you probably won't be reading any more more ultimates after after this but uh no you know. no i'm good yeah i got lady mechanical volume two you want me to send it to you real quick yeah i mean you know yes i'll i'll read it as payment for the as payback for this <laughs> no no that's okay this was payback for lady mechanica so uh, all right, we're even. Touché. We're even. Touché. Okay, Corey, we're even. <laughs> and for as many words as Lady Mechanica was, it was almost two trades uh, worth anyways. So. Hey, man. Uh, you, okay, let me just call Corey out here. He said that Lady Mechanica was super wordy, and I'm reading the Ultimates, and all I can do is shake my hand and be like, oh, yeah, too wordy, Corey? What's this? <laughs> Let's count the word counts on both of them. Let's see who has the most words, because this was very wordy. <laughs> I would actually love it if someone had a word count of both of those trades. Now, granted, you have to take the first uh the first uh ultimates trade it couldn't be uh both of yeah. them together um but yeah it is pretty ultimates was a little bit wordy <laughs> yeah. oh man all right Corey, where can we find you in cyberspace <laughs> oh yeah well you know what uh we might as well announce it here but uh okay. ongoing on, I'm sorry, I, <laughs> I had my okay. horn. I practiced the whole time, Corey. Okay, go ahead. Uh, ongoing comic book discussion podcast is now officially part of the Blast from Our Past network, the Woo. BFOP network. And the BFOP. The BFOP, as Adam likes to call it, which I always give him crap for that on, on Cartwright. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so now uh, we are up there with uh, Blast from Our Past, uh, Friday Five, Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, Ooh. and Ooh. podcasting after dark. And Ooh. we all kind of like, all the podcasts have sort of a, of a retro theme to it. And for us, it's kind of like, because I will have us read a lot of older comics uh, from my youth, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, so we, you know, we sort of fit into that there as well. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's cool so basically uh look for you know some of those hosts showing up on here and us showing up on mm-hmm. those podcasts and tess you're gonna be doing a aren't you doing a blast from yes. our past episode soon oh my gosh i can't wait tomorrow at 8 a.m for who knows how long we're gonna do two episodes one is gonna be the entire firefly series which i'm so excited about because we're obsessed with that show and this whole week i got to binge firefly for work purposes which was awesome (laughs) i was like no i have to do this this is actually my homework (laughs) i have to read it so i'm excited tomorrow morning i'm going to be on the blast blast from our past podcast and then we're going to do a trivia episode which i asked john to please throw in an early 2000s trivia because (laughs) that's when i was a teenager and he he was very nice and he he did but i know he was like through his teeth like Dang it, you, you, no, no, he probably wasn't like that, but uh, I was like, come on, I got to get one, right? Are you guys going to do a casting for the Blast from Our Past for Firefly or whatever? Because a lot of times, yes. okay, cool, awesome. Yes. All right, did you, have you already gotten your, your cast uh, ready? I do. I need to narrow it down because I have like five for each person. <laughs> Right. So, and it's really hard. You can't recast Nathan Fillion as Captain Reynolds. Like, you just freaking maybe, maybe if Nathan Fillion has a brother, like it has to be Nathan. Like, I don't know. He's just too good. Yeah, He's too good. I I had the same problem when I was doing. We did the Ghostbusters. We recast. Uh, Ghostbusters, you know, and it's, you know, I know that the girls, you know, one happened and everything, but we recast like Venkman and, and Stance and, you know, the, mm-hmm. the original ones. And yeah, it's like, it's like, oh man, how do you, how do you recast like Bill Murray? Like, it's just, it's Dude. crazy. But, you know, like I, I took it with a, I went with like more of a Parks and Rec spin. I think I made, nice, um, nice. I think I made, Chris Pratt was he in no, there? No, <laughs> actually, no, he wasn't. I think I made, um, uh, shoot, did you watch Parks and Rec, right? 
Did just you? a little bit, yeah. Okay, not you... like I didn't obsess about it. Okay, yeah. there's a character called John Ralphio that I uh, uh, Schwartz uh, that I love. Uh, he I made him Venkman, but yeah. Anyways, oh, cool. yeah. It, I'm but... sure somebody who's listening knows exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so. yeah. It was fun. <laughs> it's, it's fun, and the recasting is fun. But uh, uh, that those are long episodes to record with them. So uh, <laughs> good luck. Good mm-hmm. luck with that. <laughs> I'm ex- you know we were gonna start at nine. And I was like I gotta be out the door by noon. And they're like well let's start at eight. Yeah. I was like okay I'll be up. Let's do it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, their, their record sessions go for a while, which I always. I mean, Adam edits those, and it takes him like That's crazy. all week long. I can't even imagine. That's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. But um. Oh man, we work hard here in BFOP. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, Tess, where can we find you online and out there in the world? You can find me on Instagram at Tessianos. That's T E S L A N O S. And Corey didn't say this, but you can find him on Instagram at Corey Nation. So you know, <laughs> Thank Corey you. with an E. Yes. C O R E Y Nation. Thank you. Like Coronation. Yes. Ah! That's actually where it came from. That's, I know because you told me. Oh, that's why I know. Well, then forget it. Forget you then. <laughs> it needs to be Rakori. Because <laughs> you're a podcaster. You record. Rakori. I, I know. And then my, my growing up, it was Apple Core or Apple Quarry. I'm like, oh, that's lame. That's stupid. I don't like rotten it. to the core. That's no. now that's more like it. I like that. I'll take that. Rotten to the rotten to the quarry. How about that? Hey, he may change his hey. name, so stay tuned. Hey. <laughs> hey. I love I love texting you that. Hey, hey. when I don't know what to say. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. As you know, I'm Tess. And I'm Corey. And we'll see you guys next time. I had nothing else. <laughs> I got nothing again. We need, we need an ending. I know. Uh, oh, what? Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? That's not a good ending. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to bring it around. Okay. I think it's over. <laughs> this has been another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Follow us at OCD Podcast on Instagram and Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast on Facebook. You can also review us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and support us on Patreon. Tune in next week for another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey.